0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Practically Politics. This is Darshel Lynette, your host, and I am going to be giving information about basically how our government is run, how it affects us locally and nationally. So I'm glad that you've tuned in with me and be ready to get some information. I will be sharing about some of the elections that are happening here locally in Oklahoma and those that are happening on a national level as well and how they affect us in our everyday lives the things that are being voted on in congress things that are being signed into law by the president and the things that are being questioned in the supreme court things of that nature so all of those branches of government that we have i will be touching on all of those at some point in time so you have any questions, please don't um, hesitate to leave those in the comments or send me a message and I will respond to those in the following episodes. Thank you for your listening and here we go. Okay, so in the first episode, we're going to be talking about the history of the Constitution and the branches of government and then I will talk about the state question that we were going to be voting on on November 3rd here in Oklahoma so starting off the Constitution is the supreme law of the land it was established on September 17 1787 so a little bit more than 233 years ago is when the Constitution was established and that is the supreme law of the land that everybody in the nation is supposed to adhere to and follow now out of those um branches of government we have three branches of government the legislative branch the executive branch and judicial branch so the legislative branch makes the laws so that's where you have congress which is the house of representatives and the senators the senators you get two senators per state the house of representatives are based on the population of the state so um, you may have a state that could have, you know, what, maybe four four or five uh, House of Representatives and then a state that may have 10 or 15, depending on the population, um, because obviously the population varies in certain states. So the more population, the more representatives that you have because of the area. So you have that that's what congress is they make up the um house of representatives and senators is congress they make up the legislative branch they write and debate bills that are passed on to the executive branch to be signed into law and then they also raise and distribute money that is necessary to operate the government so they handle the monetary part of everything that happens nationally, what we need to send money to. So there are the ones where they discuss how um, in an in, in example where we are getting the money from um, as far as the stimulus. Those things are decided in the Congress and then it's passed to the executive branch to be signed into law. So the executive branch is the president, the vice president, and the cabinet. So the president, obviously, signs up or vetoes bills passed by Congress. And then the cabinet is the one who administers the laws and public policies that are enacted and funded by the legislative branch, which is Congress. So you have the cabinet, which is over different entities within the national government that we need so say for instance like the epa the um, fda epa environmental protection agency the fda the food and drug administration when you have monies those people get funded by congress and if they don't have funding they can't run properly so then that's where you get a decrease in like being able to test food and things of that to see if it's okay for us to be eating, all of that stuff is comes from Congress, but then it is enacted through the executive branch. So that goes to the judicial branch is our last branch, um, which is the Supreme Court. So you have nine justices on the Supreme Court, men and women, they evaluate the laws that have been enacted nationally and the Constitution. Anything that has been amended, all of that stuff goes through the Supreme Court. After it's done in the Supreme Court, it's the law. And until it's amended, it's the law. That's what happens. So those are our branches of government. We have the legislative, executive, and the judicial branches. Okay, so here in our final segment, we will be talking about State Question 805 Initiative Petition Number 421. So, here in Oklahoma, this is an overview of what State Question Number 805 is going to read on your ballot that you get in November on the 3rd that the governor wants to put into law. This does not apply to persons who have ever been convicted of a violent felony. This state question will prohibit the use of a former felony conviction to increase the statutorily allowable base range of punishment for a person subsequently convicted of a felony. Individuals currently incarcerated for felony sentences that were enhanced based on one or more former felony convictions and whose sentences are greater than the max sentence that may currently be imposed for such felonies may seek sentence modification in court. So that was a lot and it sounded probably a little bit like, what is she talking about? So here is what it is basically in layman's terms. People who have been convicted of a felony, um, Previously, or who are currently incarcerated for a felony, not a violent felony, but just, um, I guess, like something like tax, tax evasion or voter fraud, um, where they tried to vote twice, something crazy like that. So people who are incarcerated for those type of felonies, um, if they were incarcerated for a second felony, they previously could have been in their sentence could have been enhanced because they already had a felony on their record. So if they had one felony and then they went for another felony, then the judge or the prosecutor could have asked for more time because they were already convicted of a felony and then they committed another one. So it was basically stacking their time. Now, the governor has, um, it has come to, for him to sign and then be put to a vote for us to sign whether this can actually be changed and amended. So in our state constitution, Oklahoma state constitution. So what it means is basically those that are in prison right now, if they have convicted, been convicted of one or more felonies that are not violent felonies, they will not get more time stacked on just because they had a previous felony. So, and those that are actually incarcerated right now, they will have the opportunity to go to the court and have their time modified um, if they were convicted of a felony and their time was increased because they had a previous felony on their record so that is what state question eight number five eight zero five is about in layman's terms basically and you have the choice whether you think the people that have committed a felony will be able to go and get it reduced, possibly or modified if they had a felony on record and they were given more time because they had a previous felony. So, that is your um, information about State Question 805. Obviously, this will affect probably quite a few people that are in jail that may have had their sentences um, added time to them because they had a previous felony. Some people may agree that they should be modified. Some people may agree that they should not. So that is your um, choice as to whether you vote yay or nay on the state question 805. Well, we've reached the end of the first episode. Thank you for joining me. I am your host, Darcia Lynette and I look forward to from you your comments and your questions and I will answer those again in the next episode that we will have I will be going over some more information about the history of our government and I will discuss the second state question that we will have on our general ballot here in Oklahoma and then on the following episode on the third episode I will start talking about the propositions that we here in Oklahoma County will be voting on. So stay tuned and catch me here on the next episode.